dictionary. As we are to see a great deal of Amelia, there is no harm in saying, at the outset of our acquaintance, that she was a dear little creature. As she is not a heroine, there is no need to describe her person, indeed. I am afraid that her nose was rather short than otherwise, and her cheeks a great deal too round and red for a heroine. But her face blushed with rosy health, and her lips with the freshest of smiles, and she had a pair of eyes that sparkled with the brightest and honestest good humour, except, indeed, when they filled with tears, and that was a great deal too often. Well, then, the presents and the trunks and bonnet-boxes of Miss Sedley having been arranged in the carriage, together with a very small and weather-beaten old cowskin trunk with Miss Sharp's card neatly nailed upon it, the hour for parting came. Miss Pinkerton addressed her pupil. A seed-cake and a bottle of wine were produced in the drawing-room, as on the solemn occasions of the visits of parents, and these refreshments being partaken of, Miss Sedley was at liberty to depart. "'You will go in and say good-bye to Miss Pinkerton, Becky,' said Miss Jemima to a young lady, of whom nobody took any notice, and who was coming downstairs with her own hand-box. "'I suppose I must,' said Miss Sharp calmly, and advanced in a very unconcerned manner and said in French to Miss Pinkerton with a perfect accent, Mademoiselle, je vais vous faire mes adieux. Miss Pinkerton did not understand French. She only directed those who did. But biting her lips and throwing back her venerable and Roman-nosed head, on the top of which figured a large and solemn turban, she said, Miss Sharp, I wish you a good morning. Miss Sharp only folded her hands with a rigid smile and bow, and quite declined to accept the proffered hand, on which Semiramis tossed up her turban more indignantly than ever. Then came the struggle and parting in the hall. Words refused to tell it. All the servants were there, all the dear friends, all the young ladies, and there was such a scuffling and hugging and kissing and crying as no pen can depict. The embracing was over. They parted, that is, Miss Sedley parted from her friends, Miss Sharp had demurely entered the carriage some minutes before. Nobody cried for leaving her. The coachman slammed the carriage door shut on his young, weeping mistress and pulled away. Stop! cried Miss Jemima, rushing to the gate with a parcel. It's some sandwiches, my dear, she said to Amelia. You may be hungry, you know. And, Becky, here's a book for you that my sister... That is, I... Johnson's Dictionary, you know. You mustn't leave us without that. Goodbye. Drive on, coachman. God bless you. And the kind creature returned to the garden, overcome with emotion. But lo, and just as the coach drove off, Miss Sharp put her pale face out of the window and actually flung the book back into the garden. This almost caused Jemima to faint with terror. Well, I never said she. What an audacious! Emotion prevented her from completing either sentence, and the carriage rolled away. How could you do so, Rebecca? said Amelia to her travelling companion after a pause. Why, do you think Miss Pinkerton will come out and order me back? said Rebecca, laughing. No, but I hate the whole house, continued Miss Sharp in a fury. I hope I may never set eyes on it again. I wish it were at the bottom of the Thames, I do, and if Miss Pinkerton were there, I wouldn't pick her out. That I wouldn't. Oh, Rebecca, Rebecca, for shame, how can you? How dare you have such wicked, revengeful thoughts? Revenge may be wicked, but it's natural, answered Miss Rebecca. 
I'm no angel. And to say the truth, she certainly was not. Thus the world began for these two young ladies. Once the carriage arrived at Russell Square, Amelia showed Rebecca over every room of the house, and everything in every one of her drawers, and her books, and her piano, and her dresses, and all her necklaces, brooches, laces, and gimcracks. When Rebecca saw the two magnificent cashmere shawls, which Joseph Sedley had brought home to his sister, she said, with perfect truth, that it must be delightful to have a brother, and easily got the pity of the tender-hearted Amelia for being alone in the world, and an orphan without friends or kindred. Oh, how you must love him, Rebecca added. Amelia laughed. Joseph doesn't seem to care much whether I love him or not. He gave me two fingers to shake when he arrived after ten years' absence. He was very kind to me as a child, she added. I was but five years old when he went away.